Hey there, minimalists. Before we get into the full episode, I wanted to leave a quick little explanation here. I'm sorry that I was not here last week as I usually am. I recorded this episode when my husband was out of town, but I was so swamped with a lot of different things going on. I did not have time to edit it and get it out. So I'm sorry that it was not out as usual on Monday, but I hope you enjoy today's episode. Next week's will be done in a timely manner and with my husband. Let's get on into the episode. Welcome to the How to Be a Minimalist podcast. My name is Katie and I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me today and I hope that you enjoy these episodes. This is episode number 120, Minimalist Wishlists. Hey there, minimalists. I forgot to mention when I first started recording that my husband is not with me today. It'll just be me. And we are going to jump into my personal update before heading into the main topic of today's episode. For my personal update, I was able to make a table topper that I have been wanting to make for years. I wanted a spring table topper. I don't have a lot of decorations. A lot of them are consumable, things that my kids will make that we will later recycle or things like that. And the one thing I like to have is either a table runner or a table topper. And I have not really been able to utilize that because I haven't had a table, but my husband got me this amazing vintage folding table that is super cool for Christmas. That was his big gift for me at Christmas time, which we did not have a table in our RV. It just was so touching that he was able to figure out the perfect, like it fits perfectly in our RV and it can be folded up and put away, which is also amazing. And it's wooden, like it is so cool. Anyway, I have been very grateful to have that. And since I've had it, I've wanted a spring table topper because that's the, that's the only one that I don't have. I have a patriotic table topper. I have a Christmas table topper. I have a Halloween table topper. I wanted the spring one. I find that I keep my table cleaner if there is something pretty on it. And it also brightens my space and kind of changes things up without doing hardly anything at all. It has been really fun to have that goal to do one thing each week to benefit our home. And making that table topper this week was very fun. I also did some decluttering around the sewing area so that things would be more usable, which was very nice and much needed. So that was pretty cool too. For today's topic, I want to talk about wish lists. You might be wondering, what is a wish list? A lot of people use them as they practice minimalism. Some people keep them digitally, as I do. I keep mine in my notes app. Uh, some people keep them uh, written down on a physical sheet of paper or something like that. And some people just keep things that they wish for or would like to have in their mind. And, you know, they don't write it down anywhere. I have personal rules about not buying things spontaneously. I do have a couple of items that if I see them, I allow myself within those categories to buy them as long as they will fit in with the set of categories that I have for personal buying rules for spontaneous items. And there are very, very few things. Most things, though, I add to my wish list when I have a desire and I will jot it down on my phone and if I think about it for a long enough time and I want it and then I find the exact item that will fulfill the purpose that I have for that item then I will allow myself to purchase it otherwise I do not buy it something really interesting happened though recently I went through a wish list on my phone the other day to add another item and I decided to do a little digital decluttering and delete items that I realized I didn't want anymore 
So these things had just hung out on my wish list for a really long time. And I wanted to talk about it because several things occurred to me as I went through this list. And I was actually pretty happy that I had started doing the wish lists. Honestly, when I first heard about wish lists, I kind of thought it might remind me that I wanted an item and keep it at the front of my mind instead of do what people said it would do. As in, you're supposed to keep it on a wish list so that you will learn whether it's something you actually would like to have in your life and something that would be fulfilling to have in your life. So I thought it would do the opposite. I thought that wish lists would keep me thinking of items that I didn't really want and make me feel like I had to have those items. Having it tucked into my phone, though, I don't look at that wish list all the time. I rarely look at the wish list. And in fact, I usually only look at the wish list when I'm actively hunting for something that has earned a spot in my home. And so I I will be aware of the notes that I make about that item in my phone. So I will say like, I want dessert plates, but they can't be gray or a certain size or all, all right specifications down on my wish list about what I actually want as I narrow it down after thinking about it. Many things never ever make it into my home though. They simply stay on the wish list or eventually get deleted as is what happened to several things the other day. You can consider that for yourself. Like maybe a wish list would make you think about the item more and more often and convince you that you have to have these things. But from my experience, that has not been what has happened. It has done the opposite. And I've kept a lot of things out of my home because I kept a wish list. So you definitely might consider trying it if you have not tried it before. The first thing I want to talk about is that as I went over my wish list, I deleted some things that ended up not wanting after all. It turns out that I had wanted a stainless steel tumbler for tea so that I could take it out or just keep it warm. I tend to make tea and then it goes cold because I get so busy homeschooling or I leave it on the counter because I'm not going to take it in the car, things like that. I thought I wanted a stainless steel container, but it turns out that a mason jar really does work for me and I don't need to buy anything extra. I don't need to store anything extra. I have had that on my wish list for over a year, I think. And so I finally deleted it and I have not looked back. I feel pretty good about that. The second thing that I realized when I went over my wish list was that I could delete a few of the items because I had made do with what we already owned. This is probably one of the best minimalist practices that you can work on if you are not in the tendency to do so already. Sometimes it is very challenging to use what you already have. There's this desire to purchase something new. There is a desire to have something fresh to look at. There's a desire to have the perfect thing. But a lot of times if we look around, we will find that what we already own will work just fine. We don't actually need anything new. I was at someone's house one time and they asked me to help them declutter and I was happy to do so. Um, they just wanted some pointers and I was looking around and kind of saying, well, you know, what could you do with this or that? Mostly though, this person was asking me questions about what they could do with certain items. So I was responding and trying to help out that way. When we got into the kitchen, I noticed a lot of different pans and a lot of bakeware. It was very interesting to go through some of those things. And you know what? 
Some people, that's like their thing, or some people, clothes are their thing, and they'll always have a little bit more in those areas. And I honestly feel like having one or two things that are your thing, it's it's okay. What you want to do is make sure that those are things that you actually are using. It's okay to have things that bring you joy. The utilizing of those things is the important thing. And you can't have like 50 things. It just doesn't work. Like you can't have 50 different hobbies all going at the same time. We don't, we don't have time for that as it is. Like you are so busy, right? Like I'm so busy. You're so busy. We don't have time for 50 hobbies. We probably have time for a few and we have to choose very carefully what we are spending our time doing. So in those areas, it's okay to have like a little bit more than maybe what you would consider as essential. So I think this person, the kitchen was really important. But one of the things that I thought was interesting was that when the topic of getting rid of things came up, every single thing had a single use purpose as far as the bakeware and the pans went. I use this pan for this specific thing. I use this pan for defrosting items. I use this pan for and every single little thing was a single purpose item. And I grabbed one of the pans and I was like, could you just use this pan for baking your bread and defrosting items? And it was not going to work for that person. And if it's not going to work for you, that's okay. And maybe that moment was a really good moment to realize like, no, this is how I like my kitchen and this is how I'd utilize it. So I'm going to leave it that way. But if you are looking to pare down, what single use items can you turn into multi-purpose items? It is a really good way to get rid of some things in your home so that you can have fewer items. I am honestly not bashing on that person. It was very interesting to me though. And it was a learning experience like, okay, Some people really do want to leave certain things alone and that's okay. But also I went home and I asked myself, what things do I only use for single purposes that I could be using for multi-purposes? And it has taught me and trained my eye to look out for that stuff. This is probably one of the best minimalistic practices because you're able to keep money in your pocket for using on things that you actually want to be doing or things that you need or whatever. Also, it allows you to declutter one spot and actually fill a place that needs filling. And then it also has an added bonus of not needing to go and donate something, which is time consuming for sure. But also, it's not demanding that something be created for your consumption. So obviously, we all have things that we need. And if you need something new, that's totally cool. But if you can use what you already have on hand and if it will suit that purpose, I think there are a lot of wins involved, which is pretty great. The third thing that I realized is that the few items that are left on my list are still things that I really want, but I am also content to wait for. I don't feel this urge to go out and buy something right away. I don't feel like I have to be on the lookout for them. I know what they are off the top of my head actually and the things might even pare down even more as I don't look at my list all the time I will probably be able to find things that I can delete from the list again so that what is left on it is a really concentrated list of what I actually want to have in my home and when I find the things that I want it'll be really satisfying because I will have waited I will have the money to purchase them or I will be really grateful to receive those things as gifts if if that's how it happens too. Another thing that I learned is that I'm glad I didn't buy several of the things that were on my list right away because now I know better 
after waiting, what I want and what to keep my eye out for. So as they've been hanging out on my wish list, as I said earlier, I add little notes to them. So I will say, "Mm, I don't like this color. I want this item in this specific color or in a floral pattern, or I want a picnic basket. It's something I'm looking out for. It's something I'm content to wait for, but I don't want a small picnic basket. I want a bigger picnic basket that my family will be able to utilize for a really long time. So I know the quality that I want it to be in. Oh my goodness, I've seen some Amish baskets that have like beautiful linings. That is really what I want. They are gorgeous. So I will wait. I will wait until I can have that. I know I will utilize it. I use baskets all the time. And I am a very patient person when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I will wait and I will wait until I find the perfect thing in the perfect style, just as I want it. And it'll be great when I get it. Had I purchased a picnic basket right away when I knew that I wanted one after our old one had worn out and I ended up having to toss it, like I probably would have gotten a similar one. And it's really not what I would have wanted. My family is different now and the way we travel is different now. All sorts of things are different now. So I'm glad I've left it on my list this long and not purchased something that I would have been unsatisfied with and wouldn't have used and ultimately probably would have donated because I wouldn't have wanted to have something around that I wasn't using. Another reason why I'm glad that I didn't purchase everything on my wish list right away is that I wouldn't have wanted those things. Not only is it a good thing that I waited so that I could actually figure out what I specifically want, but I also have been able to take the time to narrow that list down and not bring things into my home that I ultimately don't want. Some of the things that I deleted from my list, I thought were kind of funny that we're still there, first of all. And I thought it was kind of funny that I ever wrote them down on the list. But they were important to me at the time and I wanted to write them down. And there's something about like writing those things down. It's kind of validating and allowing yourself to dream and to have desire and all of that without actually going out and spending money you may or may not have and bringing home something that you may or may not want. So there is something really nice about writing that down on the list. But also, I'm glad I didn't buy everything because I really didn't want those things. And deleting those things off of my list showed me how quickly some of those desires come and go. I absolutely recommend trying out the wish list if you have not before. And if you notice that it's making you want to buy more things, then just don't do it. Like, you don't have to. But if you are the kind of person that either maybe has hobbies or perhaps you even are kind of the main purchaser for your home, which is what I am. I tend to buy the things for a home that we need. Having a wish list can be really helpful. It can be helpful if you're looking for clothes for yourself or your spouse or your kids or yourself or your significant other. It can just be super helpful in a lot of different ways. It can help you to determine what is actually needed. I know it can be overwhelming to have all these things in our heads and to have these desires and to want to create a beautiful home and also to not want to stuff it so that we are living those lives that we're working so hard to get out of. As far as maximalism goes, we don't want the clutter anymore. So narrowing it down, tailoring that list to what we actually want can be so beneficial. And I love the wish list idea. 
My minimalist challenge today is to either make a wish list where you can add those things so that you can really sort out and be specific about the things that you do or don't want in your home or check on your wish list if you already have one. You might be surprised at how many things you can erase or delete off of it. I hope your minimalism goes well for you this week. Remember, it is all about the experiences, not the stuff, and I'll see you next time.